Welcome everybody to the Bill House Podcast. The Bill House Podcast. The Bill House Podcast. I'm your host, Cruz, Robbie, Villanueva, alongside the beautiful... Ali Nicole Villanueva. What's up, babes? Hello. Let's get the show started. You don't have that much longer. <laughs> I got a long time, bro. You've got four years. Four years. <laughs> I keep on forgetting that I'm Boy, that much older than you. <laughs> I got six years. Six years. Six years and some change. Oh, well, I got one. And some change. You ain't even got the change. That's fucked up. <laughs> uh, All you uh, got is change. <laughs> uh, I started recording, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh what do you, I'm not bent out of shape about turning forty. No, I'm excited to be forty. I'm looking forward to it. And I don't know exactly why. I think it was it's kind of um like when we were talking to Kenny and and I was telling him about like pretty much not reverting back to your younger self, but getting back to uh this sounds bad, but like getting back to who you really are without having to conform or show now or whatever it is yeah but i don't i don't know if that's true but i don't know anyways i'm looking forward to it i think it's going to be good aside from like the physical side where everything's breaking down and you just you can't do the things you used to do like well for me athleticism like i just can't do that kind of thing with football basketball weightlifting all that shit but Everything else, I think, is is worth turning 44. Yeah, you just have so much more life experience and knowledge going into it. Maybe experience. I don't know about knowledge. I would say knowledge. Think you're, do you think you're the same knowledgeable now as you were when you were 20? Fuck no. So you have knowledge. Fuck no. <laughs> the thinking about myself at 20 is fucking scary. It's cringe, right? <laughs> it, it is very cringe. I think, I, yeah, I just think about myself at 20. It's like, oh, man. Who's letting me that out here do dumbass. <laughs> Oh, shit. I, like, I'll sometimes think, like, think of myself at, like, different ages. So how was I as, like, a 25-year-old? And I'm like, oof. Who gave me permission to go out here and be an adult? <laughs> so, so like up until now, I never thought about it that way. It's because I, I think I've thought about the past, right, right. And, or like some of the shit that I've done, some of the shit that I've thought I've thought about it, but I've never really like thought about myself as the twenty-year-old. Yeah, it was if, a while. If that right? makes any sense. Yeah. Uh. Like, if you had to be the same person you were, and I don't like to say the same person, like, if you had to be in the same mindset you were in when you were, like, 21, 23, 25, it's just, it's so different than, like, just the outlook on life you have, the knowledge you have, the experiences you've had. It's yeah. a, it is, like, thinking about myself as a 21-year-old, a 25-year-old, I'm like, <laughs> So, for the, the class that I'm taking... One of the the form I had to fill out a form and they ask all these like sort of personal questions just kind of get like uh, your thoughts on whatever subject or whatever and uh, one of them was uh, if you could travel back in time like w- what time period would you travel to and why and uh, I, I think we've talked about it before but like a cool time period to see would be the Wild West anyways as I thought about it more and more I thought. Like, the only reason I would want to travel back in time is for, like, family reasons. Yeah. So maybe to see the kids when they were younger or to see, uh, like, family when I was young yeah. that are just aren't around anymore. Like, that would be the only reason I want to go back in time. Other than that, I wouldn't want to time travel. Like, I don't want to see – like, it's cool to to think about what the future will hold – but I don't want to know it and then come back to regular time and be expecting it. Yeah. I think like if that's just a, a weird, like arbitrary question. I think like if there, if time travel was available, like you can time travel to any era. Uh, I think I would want it. Like you can go observe, but like nothing will happen to you. You're going to come back here. Like you're safe. 
you're just like a hologram in that time or something. Um, but yeah, I definitely would never want to travel like to the future and come back. I just don't think that would be so time travel in itself, probably not possible one day, maybe. Uh, but I can't see like if time travel were possible, how if you time travel back in time, how would not be affected? How time would not be impacted by that? Yeah. And a different timeline would start like you would fuck with something, somebody somewhere. That That's would- what I'm saying. Like if, if you went back and all you like you could interact and stuff. But it wasn't real. It was just like an observation, you know? Yeah. Um, but if you could go back as a human and like make people do things, like be in a relationship with someone, make friends, like kill someone, those type <laughs> of things, like like you change every, like it's a ripple effect. Like that movie, The Butterfly Effect, that movie weirds me out so yeah. much. But yeah. And that's up. what I would think would happen. Like there's no matter what you do, the future or the present that you had will never ever be that Mm-mm. because of you going back in time. Like, I don't even think you could go back in time and start it again. Cause wouldn't it be? Cause you're like trying to change something that's already changed. Kind of like back to the future, which is like the OG time travel movie. Mm-hmm. If you go back in time, you change something and come back, but then you go back in time again but then you have to go previ- like further back. But yeah. your previous self will already be back in time. So you'll yeah. be messing with that timeline. Yeah, it's I think there's so like <laughs> it's it's a mind fuck really, but yes. I think um people will really like spend their whole lives trying to decipher time travel, you know, like it it's something that people are passionate about and like more power to you if that's what you're you're into, but I think like there has been enough movies, I would say that are Hollywoodized that yeah. have convinced me it's not worth it. Like the butterfly effect is one. The one that... You say that, but people will still pursue it. Oh, I know people are going to pursue like it. like it's going to be the best thing ever. That's what's happening with AI. But you know the... I'm trying to think of that other movie and it's the one that like... I, I love this movie and I watch it every time it's on, but it's like the guy with the hats and the book and they have like the lines in the book. You know uh, what I'm talking about? The, like the department or something like that. Yeah, like no matter what you do, like you have a trajectory for life and every time something changes, like it's altered, like you alter the trajectory of where you're going in life. So if you go back and change anything, like you're altering everything that is trajectoried out, trajectory, is that a word? Out into the future. <laughs> Projected. <laughs> Projected, yeah. So I don't know. It's just, Well, in, it's in Marvel, Loki, like he messed with time, the timeline and yeah. they just fucking like pulled him out of time. Yeah. No, thank you. I have uh, no desire to time travel. I don't know. I mean, I I want to believe that sooner or later we're going to figure out time travel. And by we, I mean like the smartest people in the in the planet I'm or those to come. I, I think it will happen. There's, there's just because you look back then, you look back 100 years, fucking even 50 years. And would you think that, oh man, 50 years is not even that long ago. Mm-mm. Okay, 100 years. Uh, Would you think that it's like, hey, one day I'm going to have this device that I could look into and talk to people and have all the information in the world? How I think about it is uh, it's a tangible. Like phones are a tangible. Um, The internet, like it's radio waves, but there's no physical data traveling through those radio waves it's just like ones and zeros right to time travel you have to take physical data and send it in whatever the forum would be to a different place or like just a physical i I don't know i don't ever see it it doesn't make sense to us because we don't have that formula i think it's Mm -hmm. we're it's just a formula that somebody needs to figure out i'm not convinced maybe maybe like Like, I am by no means trying to bash anyone, but I just, like, I am open to a lot of things. I think there's a lot of things out there that can happen, but I just, I don't think there is a way to take, like, we can't even take something big and make it small. Like, we can't take something physically large and shrink it, like, with anything. So, to say we can take something physical and send it through time and space... I'm just, I'm not convinced. 
Uh, I mean, right now I'm not convinced. Like, I don't think we we can make that happen. Do I think it's going to happen? With enough time and we don't blow ourselves up, I think it will. I think it's just there's so much that we don't know for stuff like that not to become a reality. Yeah. Um, somebody will figure it out or a group of people would figure it out. But like all things, maybe not all things, but like most things, one, people want to make profit out of it. Mm -hmm. So those that had good intentions with uh, time travel, uh, people are just going to use it for uh, their own benefit. Yeah. Well, no, not their own benefit because it should be used for benefit, but they're going to use it. um, They're going to, they're going to use it for, like personal for gain ba- for bad things yeah for bad th- well, no because i mean you should be able to get have some personal gain out of it right like if you create if you discover time travel you should get paid and you should like own it and all that shit um but it's kind of be- like medicine yeah. uh, a big pharma and the whole conspiracy thing but like people say there's a cure for cancer they just don't want to release it or they started killing people off because they figured it out but big companies want to make money off of it. So you can't put a cure out for cancer. You got to have people still uh, for lack of. Yeah, I just like medicine's always going to be one of those. It's like a a personal gain thing. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm a big conspiracy theorist, but I do like go pretty like down pretty deep rabbit holes on conspiracy theorists. Um like, have you read this conspiracy theory about the Titan submarine? No. The Titan submarine. Is that the one that just... The one that, like, disappeared? Okay. So, yeah. the conspiracy theory is, like, all these billionaires who paid $250,000, which is, like, chump change to a billionaire, yep. to go see the Titanic. Basically, they were all interconnected somehow. And, like, I don't know. I was, like, way deep in this rabbit hole. But, like, it showed all these, like, how each person is connected to the next person. Um, and basically how they, as a group, large sum of monies, like, went missing from their accounts. Like, in the millions of money went missing from their accounts. Um, and then they all went on the Titan submersible, and then it just disappeared. But the conspiracy theory is, like, they all did that as a show. Like, we're all going on this Titan submersible, and then they took all this money that mysteriously disappeared. And, like, they're off living somewhere, like off the grid with millions of dollars um and but for what whatever what purpose just to like be out of the public eye but but i mean who were, you have how to, many billionaires are in the public eye though you have to like go like i don't know i was waiting or, or like thing. millionaires how many millionaires are in the public eye i mean you know actors celebrities and youtube stars and stuff but but i mean what if like i don't remember like all their occupations because i was really like trying to figure out all the information there but um the i don't know if they're if it would if it was to stay out of the public eye but it was basically like hey we don't want to like continue on this life we're living like working every day doing all these things and again this is a conspiracy theory so like it could be very made up by somebody sitting in their basement but um just like hey we want to go sit on a beach and drink mai tais and not talk to people for the rest of our days except this little group of people and so like they just said they were going on the submersible and like went and then like i don't know uh, so I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. Like, I think if you're that rich, you should be able to do that anyway without anybody bothering you. I don't think so. My guess would be, or like what would make sense to me is, one, they got in like some crazy legal trouble trouble, and they just need to escape or they had some kind of like death threat that somebody was coming after them. Do you think you could really be a billionaire though and just like blip off the face of the earth and nobody would ask questions? Because you have to be like the face of a company well, I mean, th- or like a CEO. And you can't just be like, okay, I'm done. I'm just going to go hang out. Like you can't just write off, write off into the sunset like that. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, but like, I think if they were trying to save their own life, that's why they did it. That or what would also make sense to me is they figured something out, like something that's going to happen. Yeah. In the near future, that's going to, like, fuck people up. And 
they're kind of in a safe place. Oh, that would make that, sense. That would be... Uh, Look, you're making up new conspiracy theories. Hey, and I'm just saying that's what makes sense. Like, oh, these billionaires disappeared. and But what's weird is why would they take money with them? Like a few million dollars? Like if the world's going to shit, a few million dollars is not going to be anything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you're a billionaire... I don't think people realize how much money a billion dollars is. I was going to say that. Like when you look at it in the in numbers or when you just talk about it, doesn't sound like a huge difference. In a million, like a multi-millionaire a or a one billionaire. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it graphically, like yeah. vis- visually look at the difference between even a hundred million mm-hmm. to one billion, it is fucking insane yeah, how much crazy. of a difference it is. Yeah, I think people like... I don't know. Our minds think in, well, my mind, I won't speak for like all the human race, but like my mind thinks in one to 10 increments, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And that's it. So when I think of like going from 100,000 to 200,000, I'm like, okay, like that's a lot of money. When you think of 1 million to 1 billion, it's like, uh, you have to look at that graphic that's online where yes. it's like, this is a million and this is a billion and just the shot, like the sheer difference in it is just astronomical. And, and there, so the one that I saw, like it, it even gives you, there's some uh, statistics, statistics on there and I'm just throwing these numbers out there, but it's something crazy. Like, uh, I think they took Jeff Bezos, um, even after his divorce, when he like split it basically 50, 50 or whatever, or whatever gave her a certain percentage yeah. and uh he would have to spend uh like thousands like a, of dollars a, a second yes so so many so many thousands a second until he died and he still wouldn't be able to spend all his billions yeah it's crazy like huh <laughs> like this I, I was just googling it and this article says i don't think y'all realize how much more a billion is than a million yes um so numerically it's estimated that jeff bezos is over 200 billion dollars that is insane yeah um like right now at present that's how much he's worth right this was in 2020 i don't remember when his divorce was so so yeah. this is how rich he was However, billions, however many billions he was worth, he got a divorce and his ex-wife became one of the richest people in the planet. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, like so she made says, the top 10 list or something like that. After crunching the numbers, Jeff Bezos is worth $193 billion like at current. So if he spent... Uh, what does this say his day fund um what does it say what spend him spending two billion dollars would feel like to the average american so he is worth um 193 billion dollars so um if he spent two billion that would feel like the average american spending 1187 dollars two billion would be like us spending 1200 bucks. Damn. And that's on somebody who makes a $97,000 a year salary. And and to think the only I mean, I don't even know what the hell you spend 2 billion on a company. He'll never spend 2 billion like in his whole life. You'll buy a company, a small country. Have I don't you, know, but even you, if you bought a company, yeah. like it would make you richer, wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Well, it depends uh-huh. on what the company was. I don't know. That's just, that's fucking insane to have that much money. So that's what I'm talking about. Like, he has that much money. I think he could disappear whenever he wanted. Yeah. Like, if he wanted to have just a completely private life with that much money, he could do so. I think people would be, like, reporting to him because he'd have, he'd need people to set his shit up. But he wouldn't have to be in the public eye. Yeah. I don't know. I think, like, people like him... He stepped down, right, from Amazon? I think so. But, I mean, I just, 
I'm not convinced that he could say like, okay, I'm done. I want to walk away and have nothing to do with it. Because even if he stepped down as CEO, he still has to have some hand in it. Like he has to own the Mac, like the Mo shares or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he still owns the company, but somebody else is running, running it. it. Yeah. And I, I think if he wanted to, I mean, he could take it back at any time. Yeah. Uh, I don't. And that's I don't what know I'm saying. Like, if he wanted to step away. Like, if he genuinely was like, hey, I'm going to sell every Amazon share I have, I'm going to step down from CEO, and I'm just going to walk away. I don't think physically, like, the company could withstand him doing that. I I mean, yeah, I'm just a peon. I would guess the company would take a hit. I don't a thi- huge hit. Yeah, I, but I don't think, I don't think that it would, like, just crumble. I don't know. It dropped in, in value. I would imagine. I don't know. Maybe this already happened and we're just talking shit. <laughs> There's a possibility. Okay. But what we're really going to talk about was things you should know before you're 40. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know how we got to where. Time travel. Yeah. How we got there uh, after talking about 40. <laughs> we went on a tangent. As per usual. Yeah. I don't know. I want I want a billion dollars. Yeah. A billion dollars wouldn't hurt. You think? It would be nice. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking um, the subject of of being 40, um, although I'm looking forward to it, it's just like it's been on my mind because it's come up a couple times, like just randomly, Yeah. right? Or maybe not that it's come up, but like people ask you your age or you start talking about age and I start talking about almost turning 40. You want to close the door? Oh. Yeah, um, so it, it's come up quite a bit um, more than age usually comes up, and uh, um, then I ran into I ran into that Instagram thing that says forty things you should know about being forty. I read through some, I was like, okay, yeah, this is true. Uh, but then I also started looking at I don't know why I googled like what's a midlife crisis. You're having a midlife crisis. And not that I'm having a midlife crisis, but I was thinking about it. And I don't know if this is normal for like people that are turning 40 or close to that age. But you start looking back because basically at a minimum, my like life is halfway over if I'm lucky. Right. So um, I like I tend to look back in the past a lot, just like playing football, playing basketball, like being a youngster as compared to now. Um, it sounds bad. Not not that I like, uh, I'm not satisfied or, or happy or anything. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's just like part of it. It's like, damn, I'll be 40 now. Shit, remember when I used to stay all, out all night drinking? Like, what oh. the fuck? It's like now I'm a dad and I got I got these little kids running around. And it's like, what the f- what the fuck? <laughs> How did this happen? Yeah, I, I've said it on here before, but sometimes like the kids will say something or they'll come sit with me or something. I'll be like, damn, like I'm responsible for you as a whole person. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, it's like they're older now, like they're fully self sufficient, tiny humans. But I still sometimes get caught off guard that like, oh shit, I'm your mom. <laughs> yeah, and I think about that shit, and then and then I also think like. I'm supposed to have it figured out by now. Yeah. And I still feel like lost so. a lot of the time. It's, um, I don't know how common that thought is, but that's how I feel. So it's like, what the fuck? And then you start thinking about, okay, so right now I'm in that stage where like, we're pretty settled. We're pretty secure. Um, we're raising the kids, working our jobs. And then, but I'm getting close to retirement. Like, it's, it could be a reality in the next year. It's imminent. Yeah. And then the kids are getting older. At some point, they're going to move out of the house. So, like, what What then? Yeah. Like, what do we, what do we, I don't know. It's, it's just all these thoughts that run through my head, all circling around 40. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. I haven't got there yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you got so much longer to go i do have more time to go just wait till you turn 40 
Um, I just think, like, I started being an adult at such a young age, like, at 17. And I still, I think about that sometimes. Like, being a 17-year-old and literally being on my own. Like, I joined the military a few months after high school graduation. I was 17 years old. And so, I just... Like, time has passed so fast, but I'll be eligible for retirement at 37, right? And that's close for me, you know? Um, so, that's what, like, four years and a month and a half? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be, I mean, I'll be there, but whenever, um, whenever I get to 40, I will have already been retired in a few years into a second career. And so to me, that's crazy. But um, I don't know. I think it'll just be a different outlook because I'll have already like established uh, whatever the next stage of life is going to look like post-military. Yeah. I don't know. My brain wasn't like firing on all cylinders to get all that out. But it's just, it's different, I guess. Like if I would have experience some life and join later i think i would kind of be in the same boat you're at but i was just like oh shit i gotta go <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i don't know uh turning 40 although it's a positive like i see it as a positive and um yeah i see it as a positive it's just you look back at at what was and knowing that will never be again if yeah. that makes any sense um don't go out and buy some crazy car you're gonna be in big trouble yeah and that's what some people do they go out. like a car was never my thing yeah that's true like i was so i wouldn't go and buy a car i wouldn't go and buy a motorcycle um like i i don't know what the fuck i would do that would be my midlife crisis uh thing that like that like uh says shit you are having a midlife crisis type deal yeah um i don't know uh maybe try to retrain be a combat controller (laughs) (laughs) they'd be like that would be my midlife crisis (laughs) what the fuck Uh, are you doing you're 80 (laughs) Uh, or or like that guy try and go play football again yeah the the university that went soros state university uh, this was a few years after I was I joined the Air Force, but this guy from that town, Alpine, mm-hmm. he he still had college football eligibility left, so he like played a year or something. So he still had three. How do you year- have eligibility? Oh, because you have eligibility only so many years. Yeah, you have four years of, of eligibility. So you can you go can back play. and play college football. Yes, which plenty of people have done, within reason, like. Yeah. Like, uh, you'll see some people go back and they're like 26, 27, 28, <laughs> maybe 45 <laughs> p- playing college ball. This guy was 50 something. Oh my God. He was, he, he was, I want to say he was like 55 years and I could Google it, but I'm not going to, he was like 55 years old and he went back and he made the fucking team. And I don't think he ever like really played seriously, but yeah. he was on the team. There's like a whole article on him. And this guy went back. Just imagine getting like your dome rocked at 55 yeah, years I, old. <laughs> I don't understand it. Like if I stand up too fast right now, I'd fucking get lightheaded and nearly <laughs> pass out. Can't imagine getting hit like the way I used to get hit at the age of 50. <coughs> that is fucking bananas. Like that that to me screams midlife crisis. Yes. 100%. Yeah. So I, I would like to think that's like something I'd try to do. But I don't, I don't know. And I, I think about it like now that we're talking about like what what would I do that would save midlife crisis and I just never really like had a thing I guess that but, sounds terrible when I say it like that but like if it came to buying something like yeah. the closest I could get is probably like the grill that I wanted when I was young like for his teeth guys not yes. for yeah yeah not, not a not a a grill where you grill chicken and steak. Uh, a grill, like a Texas uh, rapper grill. Paul Wall. Paul Wall. Hook me up um, with a grill. 
Yeah, I think for me it would be like a car. Like I'm, I just, I, if you guys ever see me driving like a blacked out fucking Escalade, you're gonna be like, oh shit, she's having a midlife crisis. I don't think that's a midlife crisis. That's that's like a, I mean, a, it's a Cadillac that you want, so it would be like a luxury car. But if you went out and you got some <laughs> some fucking five hundred thousand dollar car. <laughs> a Bugatti. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think, know. I think that would. Yeah. I just never like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where life goes. I'll probably have a midlife crisis at some point, but I hope not. I don't know. I just think people, I think people nowadays are so aware of midlife crisis that even if they were going to have one, they'll like talk themselves out of it. Yeah, I mean, I think people I still do it. I don't know about that. I think people still do it. Like, but I don't think it happens as often as like it did with like our parents' generation. Because you could I, always see like. No, I, I I'll say I think with our parents' generation, it was easier to identify. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just generalizing, but like that's the era where they got a a motorcycle at 50 or they got that sports car or they got that car that they had in high school yeah. all tricked out and stuff. Maybe it was just like more noticeable because life was so much simpler. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like just on a whim, I don't think I'd go buy a high priced car, but like if I had expendable money and that like we were financially independent, millionaires, multimillionaires, like didn't have to worry about money anymore, I'd go fucking buy me a lowrider. I'd I'd fucking do it. Sell the house, get an RV. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm telling you, and why? Just because I could. Yeah. And I really liked those cars when I was young. I don't think like like you said about the Escalade. Like I don't think that would be a midlife crisis so much as like you can do it right like i don't know it's a it's a weird dynamic yeah i don't think 40 is like necessary it doesn't feel midlife to me so it's not it's like right on the edge uh and uh maybe i'm just trying to make myself feel better but i think like nowadays 40 is more like the new 30 yeah where uh where they used to say when you turned before like 30 like you were super fucking old yeah. uh but well, i don't know yeah i think i'm just trying to make myself feel better yeah i just like like turning 40 like turning 30 uh that one was hard for me yeah i won't say like i felt bad but it was just like shit i'm not in my 20s anymore I, like yeah like it made me feel like turning 30 made me feel like a real fucking adult like i had responsibilities and obviously i was like full up mom by the time i turned 30 like i was a sufficient human being but turning 30 made me feel like my youth was gone i don't know i was chugging fucking tequila when i turned 30 (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i mean like you think about it now you know when we were in our 20s and our 30s like we would go we lived in vegas at the time well not in our 30s but in our 20s um we lived in vegas my mom lived with us um so like we would go out a lot then and we would just like drink all night or all day or whatever and then um like just get up and go to work the next day and be like miserable and then get off work and do that same shit like night after night after night. But that's the thing. We wouldn't be miserable. Like, yeah, we have a little hangover, but then a, a couple hours, a few hours into the day, like you were golden, like you would be ready to go back out. But I think that now and I drink like a glass of wine and the next day I'm like, oh, I need water. <laughs> and, th- and that's what I'm talking about. Like the physical side, like you can really tell you're turning 30 or you're turning 40. Yeah. It's like, you're just physically you're definitely not where you used to be when you were were younger um i don't know turning 40 maybe i i'm looking forward to it just because i can say like yeah i'm 40 i i I just want to stay home i can't be out that late i'm 40 (laughs) (laughs) it's like hey sorry i can't do that i'm 40 i don't know i think that even when we were here before like when we were stationed here before like we would go out with our friends and stuff and i think now about like 
just going out and hanging out like all night until like one or two in the morning oh i just get like anxiety yeah like you know what you can do come over to the house we'll throw some steaks on the grill have a beer and then you can go home (laughs) we need that doormat that says like glad you came please leave by nine (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's where it's at you you start like now you start in the middle of the day and then be done by the time it's getting dark and you're solid (laughs) yeah Uh, i just it's different yeah like i think we're just at a different point in life yeah Uh, yeah i mean naturally uh yeah i don't know but i'm looking forward to it uh but so i looked it up and there's some questions on or not questions but there's uh, like this list and there's a bunch of them out there and i just pick one uh and it's kind of like some of the things that either you should know or should have known or come to realize as you turn 40 yeah or yeah around let's see if we know it let's see if we're there yet uh maybe i don't know but i'll, I'll go through them i don't know how many there are i don't think there's that many there's uh, oh, there's only 12 for for this one. So it'll be pretty easy. We can go through these. Um, so it's titled Wish I, What I Wish I Knew Before I Turn 40. Uh, let's see. First thing. Let's see if you wish this. I wish I knew to practice living authentically. And there's like a whole paragraph associated with these headings, but I'm not going to read the paragraph. Um, I think 40 is too late. Well, that's why it says what I wish I knew before I turned 40. Yeah, um, I think that's, I think a lot of people in life learn this the hard way. Like just to start being themselves, not caring what other people think, just like doing the things that internally make you happy. Um, I would say I wish I knew that before I turned 20. <laughs> like, I mean, I wish yeah. I knew that my entire life. Yeah. Um, but I mean, now I'm 33 and even though I know it and I strive for it, I still don't think I'm fully there. Oh, I'm definitely not there. Cause there are still so many situations where like if it were totally up to me yeah. and, uh, I didn't have to worry about any kind of repercussions or anything like that. Like I definitely would not act or respond in certain ways if that makes yeah. any sense i mean yeah it does i just i really strive for it and i think it's important to know but i think if you wish you knew it before you were 40 um i think that's way too late in life i think you should know that way early on in life and i think that's something that we're striving to do with our kids is like hey you know not everybody's gonna like you all the time but they don't need to. You just need to like you. And it's hard. And, so it and it's even harder with social media and mm-hmm. YouTube and all that shit because, oh, uh, man, like they like they look at YouTube, but like we have social media and we scroll through through social media. And like now we're more aware of it, although it's still at least for me, it still gets me every once in a while. But like you see all the highlights of people's lives and then you start wondering, it's like, oh, fuck, man. Like, am I falling behind? Should I be doing that kind of shit? Like, why don't I have that? And uh, like for the most part now, I'm kind of able to like filter that shit in yeah. my brain. Like I'll get the initial hit and then start thinking it's like, well, it, not that it's fake, yeah. but this is like one snapshot of a person's life, yes. not a 24-7 thing. I do. Like, I think it'll catch me sometimes, like what you're saying. Like, I'll be scrolling. And I'll be like, oh, and then, like, look at what they're doing or experiencing or something they have. Yeah. And then I just, like, came to a place with, like, myself where I'm just, I'm to the point now where I say, okay, but what do I have that, like, my parents didn't have or what have I made out of my life for my kids that I didn't have when I was a child. And that's kind of like how I filter it is, even though they're doing these things, um, like I know what I'm doing for me and my family is what I want in life. And so, yeah, eh. I mean, that's how I see it too. Like I'd look at, I consider myself lucky and grateful for like the position that we're in and the things that we have and like the people we're surrounded by. Yes. And it's like, I constantly have to re- refresh myself or remind myself about all those things. Like when 
when something like that happens or like you see a feed or even like with advertisements and stuff like that's how they get you but uh sound like a fucking old man um that's but, how they get you. but like yeah like i remind myself like dude i'm like i'm good yeah like i i live pretty good like i i honestly never thought like i'd be this comfortable in life but i'm there and like i'm lucky to have uh a lot uh, i'm lucky to have all of this right like you guys job our place all that stuff like i'm just lucky and this is enough for me will i take more absolutely (laughs) do i have to no is it gonna uh, kill me if i don't get more no you know, yeah. but the, it's just, yeah, just, I guess what I'm trying to say is just, I, uh, like practicing gratitude. I'm grateful for the things I have and the position that I'm in and the people that I'm surrounded by. And yes. I just constantly have to remind myself whenever, like, I'm looking through social media or other shit and, yeah, I'm just repeating myself, but that's... No, that's like, it at. makes sense. It's just, I think it's very hard to for anyone no matter who you are how wealthy you are no matter what you have to say like i'm 100 percent my authentic self 100 percent of the time yeah and if you tell me that i 100 percent will not believe you yeah but i think people can strive for it and ain't like make that their goal and really work toward it but i just don't i think today's society doesn't let people be authentic 100 percent of the time yeah yeah i think um kind of mostly like with anything else i think if you win more than lose with being authentic if that makes any sense it's a win yes so like if you're authentic more of the time that you're not your authentic self you're you're on the plus side um yeah and then with the kids it's just hard to do that because of with youtube and it's hard because they're going through that same cycle but they don't have the experience that we have yet where like hey i'm good i have all this stuff yeah. Um, they're just growing up way differently. So trying to get them in that mindset of like, hey, you're good. You don't have to worry about any of this stuff. Go ahead. Like, look at it as entertainment value, but don't internalize it and feel like that's where you need to be, who you need to be, how you need to do this or that, or how you need yeah. to behave, act. That it's it's tough to do. It's hard just because they don't. They're still trying to figure out what their authentic self is. And like while they know how they feel and how they want to act, um, kids are just so easily manipulated or so, I won't even say manipulated, but so easily I mean, yeah, it it is a form of manipulation. Yeah. And so it's like whatever you constantly see, you're constantly here, constantly you're told, um, like that's what you're going to internalize as truth, whether it is or whether it isn't. And so I think it just takes time and life to understand like, hey, this is BS, but. Yeah. Yeah. And it just uh, like definitely we're not perfect. And like, I don't want to come off like that's how we are. We're doing all the right things. Like for sure we are not. We're just aware that there's plenty of things that we need to work on. And a lot of those conversations where the kids with the kids are conversations that we try to have although they're kids so it's hard to keep their attention um but we're aware of it and we try to we try to have those conversations with them like don't worry about this and that like that's that's fake or um not all of it's fake but you know Mm. i mean i know you know what i'm saying and i'm just i'm struggling to like verbal verbalize uh, just trying to make them see reality i think yeah would be like a good way to put it but I've like really trying to be cognizant of this lately. Um, and like we're going way on a tangent here, but I've really been trying to be cognizant of this lately of telling the kids like, Hey, um, don't worry about that. Or like, don't let that upset you because I, I don't know. I was reading like some article. I think it was in like the 101 essays, that book that I read. That's a good book. Um, But um, it basically said like, hey, your kids are going to have feelings and you don't have to understand them, but you have to like validate them. Yeah. So even if they're worried about something and you think it's like real dumb that they're worried about that, don't tell them like, 
hey, don't worry about that. Or don't tell them, like, don't be upset about that. Say, like, okay, like, it's okay for you to be upset about this. But really, like, are you ever going to meet that person? Like, is that person ever going to see what you're doing to make them upset? Like, so while you're allowed to be upset, like, don't let it control everything that you're feeling. Because it's just, it's an arbitrary... You can't um, let it dictate your life. It's like an arbitrary... Um, validation you're looking for from somebody on the internet. Yeah, and yeah. and that's what I'm talking about, and uh, that's what I'm talking about. Like kind of the experience that we've had already. They yeah. don't have that experience, and so they have nothing to bounce it off of or uh, to yeah to uh, compare it to. Whereas, or like I think it was the last podcast maybe we were talking about it, but um, like kids that are in high school. Like when you talk about kids that are in high school and they have these problems, high school problems, right? Your typical high school problem. And if you're talking to your kid and they tell you about it, you can't dismiss it. Like, oh, that's fucking stupid. Get over it. It's like because during that time, that point in time in their life, like that is is their biggest problem. Like that is a real problem to them because they don't have the experience to understand what bigger problems look like or serious problems look like. Not that what they're experiencing is not a problem because in their world it is, but like they, they don't have the frame of reference to, to realize that it's going to pass or in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to be that big a deal. Um, And and I'm just talking about typical problems, like not every, every single problem, but Yeah. uh, yeah, it's tough. So um, try hard to be your authentic self when you can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one, this one's a good one. So I'm a, I skipped one. I'm going to go to number three, but just because I, I want to talk about this and I don't know if we'll have time for the rest. But this one says, I wish I knew that the world won't stop without you. The world won't stop without you. Yeah. So the world's going to keep on. The world won't stop because of you. No, no. The Meaning oh, once with, you okay. die. Everything Everything's keeps on going. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> this I think, is, this is, uh, oh, go ahead. I think it's hard and I just, I have all the thoughts because, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. So, but today, um, so in the military, I'm going to like go on a tangent real fast. In the military, you have to, um, if you're both in the military, you have to do what's called a family care plan. And in that process, you have to make power of attorneys for people. Like if him and like, if you and I are on a, I said him and I, if you and I are on a date and someone crashes into us and both of us like get killed instantly, like who's going to immediately take your kids? Who's going to take your kids in like the short term? And then who is going to be the primary caregiver for your kids? And you have to make power of attorneys and you have to write it out and put cell phone numbers and email addresses, all this shit. But in addition to that, being at where we're at now, we're required to have a will, which I didn't know. So Yeah, we had one last time. We did have one last time. Um, Another thing I learned today in this terrible day of briefings that I went through was if you're assigned to AFSOC and you don't have a will, um, all of your assets go into probate, which essentially means you have to go to the courts and fight for assets. Even Mm -hmm. if like my life insurance says hey give it to my kids it doesn't matter if i don't have a will because it's going into probate and so you have to hire an attorney Mm -hmm. spend all this money to essentially fight for what's yours um and so as i was writing my will today i was like damn you know like if something were to happen to me like the kids are still gonna have to go like they're still gonna have to grow up like they're still gonna have to and i just started thinking of all these things like who are they going to be exposed to like, are they going to raise them the way that we would raise them? Um, I don't know. Like, as I was filling out my will worksheet and doing the power of attorneys, I was just on like a downward, <laughs> I was on a downward spiral of thoughts. And I think it's a, I think it's something you don't think about unless it's, you're in the moment of something particular and it gets brought to your forefront. And then you're like, I'm so tiny in this grand scheme of the world. Yeah. But I think about that shit all the time. Like, that's one of my greatest fears is leaving you guys behind. Yeah. Even worse is that both of us leave the kids behind. Yeah. Right? Something happens. That's, to, that's why it's like, 
oh man, whenever we go somewhere, the kids are not with us. It's like, oh man, like what the fuck? Yeah. I, I don't know. I just get, I get paranoid about that for that reason, because no, no matter what you say, no matter how much your family loves you and loves your kids, nobody is going to love your kids like you do. Yes. Um, and nobody, nobody's going to raise them the way you will. Like that you want them raised. Yeah. yeah. Or the way you want them raised. And and at that point, it's not going to matter because it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but you start thinking about that and it, it's fucking, that thought sucks because, uh, and it's happened to so many people and mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's scary to think about. It sucks to think about it's something that you don't want to talk about. Um, but it could happen, right? I just, I don't know. Again, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but like, like we have family and our family see our kids like once or twice a year or whatever that case may be. But it's just like, if something were to happen to us, number one, we know our kids are going to be split. Yeah. Like we know they're all not going to be together. And that's like an issue off the bat. Two, there are people who like, I just don't want my children around a lot of time. Um, and I would have no control over that anymore. And then another thing is like, and this is just like a, a us problem, I would say, but um, like our kids are biracial. So that's like a huge problem. So when we're trying to pick people on like who would raise them, like culturally aware of both of their like sides of the family it's just I don't know it's a it's a battle and so when I'm like listing people like who would I want the kids to go live with the list is like almost non-existent and we have like such large families so it's it sucks that we're like that but it's like man like who would I want my kids to be raised by until they were 18 and the list is short very short yeah that's sad yes and it does suck yeah, and uh, well, yeah, one of the huge problem is it is is that they're they're biracial, yeah. so they're they're mixed because our families are without sounding negative, they're almost like the extremes of one side. Yes. So you got your Mexican side, and then you got your white side, and they're just. I wouldn't say it's the, extreme, but it's just like they hold up to stereotypes. Yes, they hold yes, up to stereotypes, do. and uh, like it's it's very apparent when we go to El Paso, the kids are like the white kids. Yeah, and when we go to Tennessee, they're the Mexican kids. Yeah. So although I like they get all the love right it's just it's different and it's hard to explain and it is and i don't think like at this point in their lives um it's that apparent to them like it's apparent to us as adults and as parents and just like outside observers yeah but i don't think like when the kids go play with their cousins i don't think they ever feel like hey i'm that cousin you know yeah no Um, and nor they they shouldn't. Right. They shouldn't. It should just be their their cousins. That's it. Yeah. That's all it should be. But I do I do see and I don't think like our families try to make it like that, but I think just by the nature of where they are, like yes. El Paso is predominantly Hispanic. Yes. Like it just especially, is especially the area that we live or that my family lives in. It's yeah. like not probably ninety five percent Hispanic. Yes, and so, like, you have your brother who, like, left and got some life experience and was in a bunch of different places and different, like, worldviews, but the majority of your family, like, they know being around all Hispanic people, and then when you look at my family, like, there's not very many people who aren't white in small town Tennessee, and the people who are, it's like... They, like, the ethnicities stick together. So, like, all the Hispanic people, like, are they're, like, the Hispanic group. The black people are, like, the black group. And then 
you don't hardly ever like see intermingling and that's terrible to say but it's the truth so when like our kids go there it's like man if something were to happen to us and this small blip on the radar of time and we're gone like and we had to leave our kids somewhere i just think that uh it would it yes. would be hard for them either either anywhere. way i think it would be yeah. hard for them yeah yeah like yeah <laughs> I, I i don't even like i don't even want to like dig further into it because it's just it's going to be different it's going to be like on top of not having parents, it's going to be difficult. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. I don't know. Next question. Yeah, yeah. Let's move. Anyways, yeah. The the world moves on without you, so just live your life. To yeah. Be authentic. Back to number one. Yeah. Uh, this is a good one, which is still hard to do. Uh, this is why I wish I had fuck you money, but I don't. So uh, I wish I knew to care less about what others thought. Which, and that goes back to like when we were talking, like thinking of myself at 20, mm-hmm. which is super cringe as to now where I've made huge progress, like so much progress in caring about what people think. Yeah. Where back then it was what mattered was what was everybody's what was everybody thinking about me yeah and uh and it's true like in in the grand scheme of things aside from time like most people are not thinking about you really most people are thinking about themselves yes and although there might be a moment where like if you have an embarrassing moment it's that moment unless it's on the internet it lives on the internet (laughs) but (laughs) But i think even then people think about it in the moment and then like they don't have time to think about the shit that you did. Yeah, they're not. They're not thinking about twenty four seven or constantly bringing it up or, or like. I, I mean, unless they're your buddies who just give you shit all the time. But you know, like if if something happens, and like a memory is triggered, then you will think about it. Yeah. But you don't just sit around on the couch and you're like, oh, remember that time we were walking and you tripped over air? Like. Yeah. Like nothing but like if i'm walking beside you and i just fall down the sidewalk you would probably be like oh let me tell you about the one time that blah blah blah, you know yeah but it's just i think people do get so caught up in this one thing i did like everybody's thinking about it constantly so like maybe i see it on facebook and i'm like oh shit did you know that blah 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 and then we move on with life like (laughs) that's it that's the end of it um but I mean, the, it's a hard one to move past, especially with this day and age of social media. It is. It, it's difficult um, because really at any moment, like your business can be put out there on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, as we put our business out there on the Internet with the podcast. But I mean, that's what goes into it. Like when we started the podcast, like really, I just stopped giving a shit like I wanted to do this. So so I did it. But I stopped really giving a shit about what most people thought. Um like I still care what some people think, um, and I would rather have people like have good thoughts about me as opposed to the opposite. But at the same time, it doesn't matter. So, yeah. like you get a lot of the insecurities. Um, like when I talked to somebody and they were like, it, "It takes a lot to put yourself out there and put these things out." With mm-hmm. you never know who's listening, and pe- and people are listening. So like, um, and I was like, yeah, I just, but I want to do it. So that's why I'm doing it. And you just, just can't give a shit what other people think. Cause it will drive, it will drive you crazy if that's what you're thinking about all the time. I don't think there's ever a time in anyone's life where they say, I just don't care what you think about me. Because I think like as human beings, we're always going to care what somebody thinks of us. Whether that be your friends, your family, your kids. Like, well, yes. I, so that's I, the difference. I think, like, there's always going to be a time where you care what somebody thinks. But in the grand scheme of things, like, I think you have to come to a point in your life where you don't care what strangers or people who are inconsequential to your everyday life think about you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what. I mean, that's what matters. Like, I care what you think. I care what the kids think. I care what family thinks, right? Like, the people that are close to you, 
that's I mean really like close friends and family like that's who you should care about what they think Um, specifically about you but if you're just like random people people you don't even know strangers Mm. or or like fucking reading comments (laughs) uh, it, it shouldn't matter I saw this thing on TikTok. I'm going to go on my TikTok binges. Um, that said, Facebook should create an algorithm where if you haven't liked or commented on somebody's post within 90 days, you automatically get defriended. Ooh. And it's like, that will show you who like you really care about, like who your inner circle is. Um, instead of you just mindlessly scrolling through random people's business, like if you don't, actually interact with this person within a certain time period like they're not your they're not really your friend get them out of here um that's actually pretty good like people would probably lose their mind over that right because like people are worried what other people are doing or whatever the case may be in the moment of scrolling and i do the same thing like i have all these friends on here that i haven't talked to in years that i went to high school with people i didn't even talk to in high school who will be like i want to be your friend on facebook and i'm like okay bro um but like i'll be mindlessly scrolling i'm like oh shit like you you wild it out, you know? Yeah. And it'll keep going. But then I never think about that person again, ever. <laughs> <laughs> so if they weren't on my timeline, like my feelings wouldn't be hurt. I wouldn't be upset about it. Other than like I would have less people to scroll through whenever I want to scroll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's the last one and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. Um, I... So, this one says, I'd wish I knew that burning some bridges is okay. Oh, yes. So, one of my old bosses said, um, let me try to think if I can see how she phrased this, but it said, uh, you shouldn't ever burn a bridge unless you're 100% certain you'll never need to cross it again. So, you may take some planks off that bridge you may untether the rope a little bit that's holding that bridge up, but you should never completely burn a bridge unless you are 100% certain you will never need what's on the other side of that bridge. And once you burn it, commit to no matter what the circumstances are, you'll never cross that bridge again. Um, Man, it opened up my eyes so much. Yeah. Because she was like, you know what? There are some people where I'm like, I'll fucking pour gasoline on that bridge. And like, <laughs> you don't ever speak to me again in my whole life. Wait, are you saying that or you're... No, like that's what my okay. boss said. And I, I'm i there now to the point where it's like, you know what? Like, I'm going to walk away from you right now. But I know that if I ever needed something from you, I didn't completely ruin the relationship to the point where like, I couldn't come back and grovel to need it you know yeah but once you say like two middle fingers up set that shit on fire like i'm out you know um and i think i think i've learned a lot through that over my span of time in the military but i think it took me a while to get there i wish i would have known that prior you know like yeah because i think i burnt some bridges where that could have helped me later in life that i'm like you know i probably shouldn't have burnt that bridge but i'm committed to it being burnt now (laughs) so yeah i mean there are some bridges that people just need to burn and uh yeah sometimes there's some people that you don't need in your life and you shouldn't have in your life and it's uh burn that bridge man yeah uh it's difficult but in the long run um I think it'll help out. Yeah. And I've learned, like, again, I've learned over time, this whole like mindset of burning bridges, but I think you have to know that you, you have as a human being, as a family member, as a friend, like you've exhausted all options to get that relationship to a better place, you know, like whether it's a work relationship or a friendship or a family relationship, um, like, you've worked on it you tried to set boundaries you've tried to like say how you feel you've tried to like just be blunt and over it and finally you're like you know what no matter what i'm gonna say or what i'm gonna do like you are not worth it 
Like what you're putting into my life is not worth it. Yeah. And, and I think people are really quick to burn bridges and then so that's, want, want those bridges back, you know? So that's what I was going to say. Like, um, there's a difference between burning a bridge. <clears throat> my voice cracked. Bet- between burning a bridge and then just um, changing. Yeah. People are going to change. Um whether that's uh, in their values or their thoughts, their mindset, whatever it is. Like people just like fundamentally they're the same person, but they're different. If that makes any sense whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And don't, don't burn bridges. I'm giving life advice here. Like (laughs) I'm not the person to get it from. Uh, These are just my thoughts. Like don't burn the bridge just because you're the different person and the person that you're thinking about is a different person. You just, you don't have to always interact. Yeah. Like you don't have to burn that bridge just because you, you all values have changed. Yeah. But if that person is literally like bringing your life down, not literally, is bringing your life down and not adding any value and it's just like a weight on your shoulders, then yeah, you probably need to burn that bridge. But it's like, hey, you just like other things uh, then or you. I'm in a different place in my life than you're at. Like, go do your thing and you do you, I do me. If we see each other, cool. If not, it's whatever. But it doesn't mean like... That's what I'm saying. Like, when you go back to what my boss said, it's like, you can remove some planks, you know, like put some distance between me and you. Like, you're on that side of the bridge, I'm on this side of the bridge. Uh, But if I ever needed to cross it again, it's still there, you know? Um, But once you burn it, like, and I'm a firm believer of this is like, you need to be ready to face those consequences of like that bridge is burned. Um, And sometimes people just need, and I'm like a, I'm a really bad person to give this advice because I'm not the person to do it. But sometimes people just need some space from you to like grow and understand like who they become. I'm one of those people who like, I don't want to give you space. Like I want (laughs) like be with me right now. No, I'm just kidding. But, Um, I think it's just like, I think people are scared to say like, hey, you know, this relationship is bringing me no value. Um, But I think in today's day and age of like, just, I don't want to keep saying social media because I don't think it's that, but just like the mindset of this generation is more like, um, "Ah, whatever, you're out, like, don't talk to me anymore. And then when people need you again, they're like, oh, like, that was so last month. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. We are, you have been cut off. Well, part of that's because it's so easy to block somebody or unfriend somebody as opposed to, like, having a real conversation face-to-face and, like, saying the things that you need to say. It just, I don't know. Yeah, that's part of the problem, but fucking social media. Um yeah. Man, this podcast got deep in some places. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're for. We worked all day. We're tired. We're like, let's take a deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my brain is fried. Uh, but, yeah, okay. I, th- I think we can stop it there. I like it. Um, Go and check out the website. I haven't updated a blog post in a while, but I will. Um, go and check out the website. Hit us up on Facebook and Instagram and like our stuff. Uh, give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, subscribe, tell your friends. And uh, yeah, babes. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Peace out, Cub Scouts. We will see you all next week. Later. Later.